NXT TakeOver Toronto takes place this Saturday on August 10th at the Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto, Canada. And what is going on, guys? I am your host, the one and only Phoenix that rises from the ashes, Shino Phoenix here. And we're going to not only do predictions for NXT TakeOver, but we're going to do predictions for SummerSlam. So you get two for the price of one. For free, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, let me get the usual introductions out the way. Anchor is the best sponsor of this podcast. You guys know the drill. If you want to start your podcasting business, you're going to hear it at the end as well. Sign up. It's 100% free. Go to anchor.fm slash start. Follow me on Twitter at ShinoDPhoenix. Like the like the Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip. And I want to get right into the predictions right now. Like, literally. I literally want to get to these predictions immediately. Because I have a lot to say. So, I'm going to start off with NXT TakeOver Toronto. This is the second time they're doing a TakeOver show in Toronto. If you remember, it was about 2016 when we had that amazing 2 out of 3 falls match for the NXT Tag Team titles with uh, DIY versus The Revivals. Ah, good times. Good times. And you had Asuka defending her title against Mickey James when originally it was supposed to be Trish Stratus. But that didn't happen because uh, Trish was pregnant at the time. But we got Mickey instead. And I was all down for that anyway. Anyway, but it was still a good match. Still a good match. But I am so happy that they're back in Toronto. And as a little bonus, we're going to play who is going to appear in the crowd. That's also going to be part of the prediction. And I think everyone should do the same thing. So, I want to start off, while the match that's not on the card but will be pre-taped for a TakeOver is the breakout tournament finals involving Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes. Now, the winner gets to choose any championship of their choosing. And we take a look back. Jordan Miles, he defeated uh, Boa and Angel Garza. That was one of my favorite matches in the tournament. And we had Cameron Grimes, who defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, which was fantastic, and Bronson Reed. The former Trevor Lee and ACH, I think they, they're going to put on a great match, even though it's going to be taped. I still wish this could have been on the card, because I, like I would like it to be live and showcased for these guys. But you know what? I, I, I trust Triple H. I think, I, know, I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to NXT. Now, as for who should win... I'm going with uh, Jordan Miles, and I was listening to an, another prediction, and someone brought up that what if Jordan Miles challenges Adam Cole for the NXT Championship? Hmm, stole that thought for a moment, but I think that would be a fantastic match. I'm going to lean on Jordan Miles winning and going after the North American Championship. That's where I, I think that's where I go from here if I was booking this. Now, let's get to the main card. We have Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. And I think this is going to start the show. I love heel Io. This Io is fantastic. Now, this is just the first step of their feud, which honestly is the biggest story for the women's division if on NXT, if you ask me. I love Io. She is fantastic. Like... Let's look back and how we got to this match, shall we? Um, 
it was during TakeOver 25. You started to see a little C plant and EO after she lost to Shayna Baszler in the NXT Women's Title match. She snapped, attacked Shayna brutally, and you had the Steel Cage match, which was great. I enjoyed that. And uh, you had Candice trying to help out EO. EO used this the stair, well, not the stairs. She used the um the door to get out of the Kirafuda clutch, but Shayna landed out out of the ring, escaping to retain the title. Frustrated, EO snaps at Candice LeRae, hits her with kendo sticks, and pretty much suplexes her on the chair. And then you see this dark version of EO Shirai, which is absolutely fantastic. The entrance is great. Her theme is is just amazing, and. I, I think this is a great opportunity to capitalize on that. Now, as far as Candace goes, I she's already over as a babyface. She's gonna be the like she's this is her first main takeover match, but I don't see I don't see her winning. I'm going with Io Shirai to uh, win this match because you just turned her heel. She's already been on a losing end. You can't have her lose again. So, I think the best bet would be to have EO win, build her up, and where this follows for the NXT Women's Championship picture, I we will find out. It's just a wait-and-see game. Candice can bounce back from a loss, and I think she's going to put on an excellent match, and I think this match is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be one of the best women's matches that we've seen. And this is it's been a while since we have two women's matches on and takeover card on the main takeover card and I really really appreciate that. The last time I could remember was in Brooklyn 2 when you had Billy Cade taking on a debut in Ember Moon and Asuka defending her NXT Women's Championship against Bayley. So that's that's fantastic. And I'm going with like I said, I'm going with EO. You and like heel EO is the best EO. Io Shirai is going to win, and I think they're going to move away from Io and Candice for a bit so they could build Io up even more, and presumably towards title contention. So that's what I think is going to happen. Moving right along, we have the NXT Tag Team titles on the line. We have the Street Profits of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford defending their titles against the Undisputed Era. I think this is going to be great. This... Like, tag team wrestling on NXT is fantastic when you compare it to the main roster tag teams. Like, you have so many... Like, I don't like to rant for a second, but you have so many great tag teams on that main roster that you're not even utilizing to the point where they get fizzled out and they want to leave slash ask for their release or not resign with WWE. Whose fault is that? Just throwing that out there. That's just my minor rant. But I think this match is going to be great. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are just impressive. They've held the Evolve uh, tag team titles at Evolve 114, beating Chris Dickinson and Jaka in a really great match the same day as Evolution. And they had a nice title reign with it. And they won the titles, the NXT tag titles, at TakeOver 25 in a ladder match. And rightfully so, because they deserve it. Now you got Undisputed Era. This, like, you know where I'm going with this. You're going to hear me say that numerous times. You know where I'm going with this. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they're going to win. They're going to win the tag titles. 
in a great match. And with the Street Profits being featured on Raw backstage, I don't know if they're going to get called up after SummerSlam to be permanently on Monday Night Raw. So, I honestly think... I honestly think that they're going to drop the titles. Undisputed Era are going to be the only team in NXT to win the titles three times. And we're going to go straight forward to the North American Championship. With Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne versus Velveteen Dream. Hit it. Sorry, I had to go there. Now, originally this was going to be Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. But the addition of Pete Dunne makes it even more intriguing. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be great. Even though Pete Dunne didn't do anything to earn this shot. That's just my minor nitpick. But it's Pete fucking Dunne. He could do whatever the hell he wants. I, like, if we could go back. Roderick Strong, he pinned Velveteen Dream in a six-man tag. And he lobbied for the North American Championship. And Pete Dunne, he came from NXT UK to NXT to get involved and Regal, he said, you know what? I'm going to put you in a match with Velveteen Dream, and Pete Dunne's going to get at it. And you can hear Roddy say, that's just blatant favoritism, and you know it. And Regal is just mauling his ass off, like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but you know where I'm going with this. I'm going, I'm got, I got to pick Roderick Strong, man. I got Roderick Strong winning in a fantastic match, and I got Pete Dunne taking a pin, and you protect Velveteen Dream. And you can build a storyline involving him and uh, with Dream and Strong for the North American title, or you could ascend Velveteen Dream up to the NXT title picture. And I think that's where they might go with here. So I'm going with my gut here, and I'm saying that uh, Roderick Strong is going to win. You're gonna know where I'm. You know where I'm going with this. We have the co-main event, the NXT Women's Championship. We have Shayna Baszler defending the title against Mia Yim. Now, most people in the IWC, they're not uh, into this match. Some people don't understand Mia Yim, but look, I think this match is gonna be good, and I, I'm giving it a chance. And I, I've been waiting to talk about this one. Now, Shayna Baszler. Every time I picked against Shayna, she always finds a way to win. Yes, Shayna Baszler is due for a call-up. I don't even trust the main roster to book Shayna Baszler right on the main roster. But I could see why she needs to drop the title. She dropped it to Kyrie, But her title reign has become eh. But it's still a good title reign. Because she's on that Oscar level, like, on, like, she's on the Oscar level with that title reign. Mia Yim winning the title, I would not have a problem with it. I honestly don't have a problem with Mia winning the title. Because if Mia wins, that means she's going to drop the title to Io Shirai. And, and the big story for the women has to be Io's reign of terror with Candice LeRae fighting... Like, against all odds to win the title. Whether it's at next year's SummerSlam TakeOver show or at WrestleMania. We don't know. But if this view continues, I'm down with it. I'm down with EO winning it and 
winning the title for Mia, and then you have Io and Candice build up their storyline and portray Candice like a plucky underdog. Um, now, I will say this. I will say this. I picked against Shayna numerous times, from New York to 25, to even that steel cage match. But I was proven wrong. Now, I could see the the argument of why Mia needs to win it. And, and I think this one kind of makes sense. Because you have Mia and Shayna, they're roommates together. Plus, I'm recording this on Thursday, so happy birthday, Shayna Baszler. And I could see Shayna wanting to do the honors and give the title to her best friend. And that would be a nice moment. And I, I wouldn't I would be okay with that. I would absolutely be okay with that. But I'm going with my safe pick here. I'm going with Shayna Baszler. I think she's gonna retain. And where does she go from here? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where she goes from here if she does retain. I would not be surprised if Mia Yim wins the title. And I'm gonna be perfectly honest when I say it. I would not be surprised if Mia Yim wins the title. And if she does, she's going to feud with Bianca Belair because I do want to see these two go at it again. They put on a great match. Bianca is showing that aggression side after losing to Mia Yim twice. And I could see that for a possible title match, either on NXT television or at a takeover. But your big story has to be about Io Shirai. She's already skyrocketed to the top heel of the NXT women's division. So, I think Shayna's going to retain. I would not be surprised if Mia wins the title. Moving forward, we have Adam Cole defending his NXT championship in the main event against Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls, three stages of hell match with a stipulation of their choosing. Now... You have Adam Cole, he wants just a regular match. Johnny Gargano, he chose a street fight. In the third fall, William Regal gets to choose a stipulation. And he had that smart look on his face. Like, oh, they'll be in for a surprise. So that's what I'm excited for. Now, many people are throwing out prediction on what the last stipulation might be. I heard loser leaves NXT... I heard a Hell in a Cell match, which would give it away. A Steel Cage match would give it away. Or a Ladder match, which might give it away. Now, these two are just fantastic workers. And I expect them to outdo what they did at NXT TakeOver 25. And if this gets a higher 5-star rating, this would be a big check on NXT's book right there. Like, they surpassed a 5-star rating. Uh, if I had to predict the stipulation, I might go for a last man standing match. I think that's what it might be. And if it's not, I was close. But I can't wait to see what William Regal does. But I got Adam Cole retaining. And like I stated, Undisputed Era is going to be draped with gold. This is going to be the night. This is going to be the night of undisputed era. Roderick Strong as the North American champion. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Red Dragon as the NXT Tag Team Champions. And Adam Cole, 2-1, retains 
the uh, NXT Championship in a fantastic match. So, that's my predictions for that. Now, let's move on to who will appear in the crowd. So, my first pick is Chelsea Green. I mean, she's a Canadian wrestler. Why not have her in the crowd? And she needs to be on television. She has been doing a stable. She's part of a stable with Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering. So we might be seeing them pretty soon. And I think Candice might feud with them after she loses to Io Shirai. Just throwing that out there. I'm going. And the next person I'm going to go with is El Hijo del Fantasma, the former King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. And he's going to be starting with NXT next month. So he's probably going to be in the crowd watching. And I don't have a problem with that. If I had to throw a wild card, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, I, I like I wrote on Wrestling Amino that I said LAX, but I think I highly doubt it. Would it be nice to see LAX watching just to see what it feels like? Yeah, but NXT's tag team is way better than the main roster tag team. But I see them going to AEW. But if I had to say. I will also say Britt Baker because she's going to support her uh, boyfriend, Adam Cole. Because why not? Why not be there to support your own boyfriend watching TakeOver? Because she's done that before. I- I'm down with it. Let's make it happen. But I only got two picks, and that's El Hijo Del Fantasma and Chelsea Green. Possibly sitting next to Deanna Perrazzo. Or you might have Kevin Owens. You might... I- you might have KO watching. Just, there's so many ideas. But that's my prediction for NXT TakeOver. And we're going to move right along to SummerSlam. SummerSlam takes place in the same arena on Sunday. And I got to be honest with you guys. SummerSlam's build has been pretty lazy. And I'm just not interested in SummerSlam for some reason. I don't know why. It's your biggest pay-per-view of the summer, but it just doesn't have that excitement feel. I'm, I'm just not excited about SummerSlam. The go-home shows did, did nothing for me to get me excited. But I think, um, I don't know how I could put this, but there's a match here and there that I could be excited for, but I just don't know how I could feel about it. This is your second biggest pay-per-view and I'm not that interested in it. Like, and I'll explain why when we talk about the matches. There's 10 matches on this card. We had a couple of rumored matches that took place on Raw and SmackDown. Like the rumored Fatal 4-Way for the women's tag team titles. Don't even get me started with that. I might talk, I'll just talk about that on episode 25 because I will rant about it. Um... Also, we had uh, Alistair Black and Sami Zayn. That got scrapped in, and it moved to SmackDown. So, we have 10 matches so far. And we're going to start from bottom to top. We're going to start with the Cruiserweight Championship, which sadly might be on the kickoff show, with Drew Gulak defending the title against Oni Lorcan. Now, how we got here, Oni Lorcan, he defeated... uh, he won a six-pack challenge against Akira Tozawa, Kalisto, Jack Gallagher, Tony Nese, and Arya Davari. And this should be a, a hard-hitting match. Drew Gulak is is just amazing. Like, 
I go with a former man who created Catchpoint, and I'm sticking with my guns in a fantastic match. Drew Gulak, he's going to retain, and I hope he moves on from someone like, and I think he's going to move on to someone like a Chad Gable or Humberto Carrillo or somebody. But you're going to need some new faces on 205 Live. Hell, I would take A.R. Fox or Leon Ruff. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so I think Drew Gulak, he's going to retain here. We have Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Trish has confirmed that this SummerSlam match against Charlotte will be her last. Now, she did have a feel-good moment winning the title in Toronto, and she retired after w- winning the title. Now, I could see people picking... Trish Stratus because it's the hometown hero. She gets the advantage, but I don't see that happening. I'm going with Charlotte Flair. This is pretty much to boost Charlotte Flair's resume and possibly set her up for a women's title opportunity for the SmackDown side. And I think that's where they're going to go with here, and I'm going with Charlotte Flair. We have Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg. Just Goldberg. He's going to squash Dolph Ziggler like a bug in about seconds. I'll give it a minute. I'll give it a minute. Because originally it was going to be Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, but he kept name-dropping Goldberg, and we all knew he was going to be facing Goldberg. This is just a redemption for Goldberg after his piss-poor match, his terrible, that, that terrible match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. And hopefully I don't want to see it again. Undertaker redeemed himself, now Goldberg has to redeem himself. And this match ain't going to last long. Dolph Ziggler is going to be a loser. Goldberg is going to win to redeem himself. And that will be it. We have AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Rick. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I guess something just got caught in my throat. Not Rick. <laughs> but Ricochet. This should be a fun match. It should be good. But with the OC getting a big rocket strap, I don't see Ricochet winning the title. Now, it would... I would not have AJ drop the title. And quite frankly, AJ Styles doesn't need the United States title. He needs to be the Universal Championship. And when Finn Balor gets back, he goes to Raw. And you have him win the United States Championship. And then you get Bullet Club, the OC, versus the Undisputed Era. Both Both factions draped in gold. And I think that would be a fantastic match if you play your cards right. So, I don't know what they might do with Ricochet here if he does lose. Where do you follow him up? Because he might be lost in the shuffle. But, I could see AJ dropping the title to Ricochet and going after the Universal title and winning that. Because he, quite frankly, AJ is way superior. He doesn't need the uh, United States title. He needs the Universal title and build some prestige to that title. And, I like the OC. I really do. And I'll talk about it on uh, when we when I talk about episode 25 when we get to Raw. But I think AJ Styles, he's going to retain here. I would not be surprised if Ricochet uh, wins the United States Championship. A match that I'm looking forward to, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Now, I like this new Bray Wyatt. I think this is the best thing about WWE right now, and that's Bray Wyatt. And... I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Bray Wyatt's going to win. Like, 
I don't know why I would say go out on a limb because we all know Bray's going to win. The Fiend versus regular Finn. And Finn's going to be taking time off after SummerSlam to recharge his batteries. And rightfully so because they treated this guy like dirt. And if he when he comes back, they should put him on Raw, have him join the OC, and boom. Have him win the U.S. title. AJ wins the United the Universal Championship, whether it's whether it's someone who takes a belt off of Brock Lesnar or he beats Brock Lesnar to win the title. Just is either or. But I'm going with the fiend, Bray Wyatt, and he's gonna he's gonna he's just gonna kill poor Finn Balor. And I think they're gonna do an angle to write Finn off of television. That way he could take time off and I will have no problem with it whatsoever. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Now, the stipulation in this match is that if Owens loses, he will be forced to quit WWE. Now, this is just a few rekindled, but this time the roles are in reverse. Going with Kevin Owens. I think it's time Shane needs to get off of television and we build new stars on SmackDown. Because I don't want to see Shane every single week to the point I get annoyed where I want to punch my screen. I don't want to do that. So I'm going with Kevin Owens. I think he's going to win here. And we move on to something else. We have Kofi Kingston defending his WWE title against Randy Orton. I'm looking forward to this match. I love how their promos. And this is a toss-up. I don't know where they might go with here. But it's a 10-year build. I could see WWE taking the title off of Kofi and putting the belt on Randy Orton. I've been stating that I think Randy's going to be the one to take the belt off of Kofi Kingston. And I think they'll put on a decent match. They'll put on a decent match. And Kofi's title reign has been pretty good, but I think with the move to Fox in about two months, they got to take the title off of Kofi and put it on a, a name like Randy Orton. And I think that might be the case. And I was listening to Solid Monster, and I think he said that they might save the title change for the uh, premiere, the debut premiere for Fox. And I won't have a problem with that. But if I have to pick one, I think Randy Orton's going to win the uh, WWE Championship. And I think that's the title change we're going to see on the uh, show. So, And like I said, the reason being is because you got... Fox coming in two months. You're going to be on Fox in two months, so you got to uh, put it on a, a name that people could be familiar with, and Randy Orton's one of them. And that's not a jab at Kofi Kingston. Kofi's title reign has been pretty damn good. And he's been putting on decent matches. Some of them are just lackluster. But I think he... I don't know. I think most people saying that they're getting tired of Kofi Kingston, and I could see why. Throwing pancakes... Uh, putting pancakes on on his WWE title, like when he makes his entrance, I understand. But Kofi is just so good, and he's a he's a hard worker. Who many people told me on Twitter that he's the MVP when I did the Wrestling Wednesday last week. So I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. I think he's gonna uh, win the title here. I would not be surprised if Kofi retains. Because it would make sense because he could be he could finally prove to Randy that that I was that I was ready for this and I would not mind it whether it's by him beating Randy clean or it might end in a disqualification 
Who knows? We have Ember Moon versus Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know what WWE has against Ember Moon, but they did not make her look like a legit uh, contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is just a one-and-done because they don't have anyone who they could face for Bayley. And I I feel bad for Ember Moon because during this build, during this build, Ember has been... She's been pinned by Alexa Bliss. She's been... um, She's had to face Natalya on the go-home show. And it ended in a double count-out. But Ember did not look legit. They treated this woman like an afterthought. Now, Ember hasn't had a really awesome match since NXT. And I'm going to go back when she had that match with Asuka at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. When she looked like a legit threat. And she came about an inch close on winning the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver Brooklyn. But I I just don't see her winning. I really don't. And it's WWE's fault for not making her look like a legit contender. You put her in a... You had her sit in the back, playing with the Nintendo Switch. She fused with Mandy and Sonya, and she beats Mandy and Sonya. And she... And I, I could tell you that this is just a one-off. And... Bailey's going to retain, and hopefully it's a good match. I think it should be a good match. And I just don't know, man. I honestly don't know where they might go with here. Because if Bailey retains, it's obvious that she's going to face Charlotte Flair and she's going to drop the title to Charlotte, giving, yet, giving Charlotte yet another reign as champion. Now, I did hear people, someone, like I was watching other predictions. Some said that um, you could have Shayna come out and choke out Bailey. I don't mind that. That would be someone legit. And you got to build Shayna up to make her a legit contender. But I'll get to that other story in a second. Not, not a story, not like a legit story, but my idea that I'm thinking that that they might go with just booking wise. But I think Bailey's going to retain. They treated Ember so dirty. She deserves better, man. She absolutely deserves better than this. And and that's a damn shame. That is a damn shame. I could say the same for Oscar. I could say the same for Kyrie Sane. I could say the same for Sarah Logan. And you wonder why Sasha Banks hasn't been back since hasn't hasn't appeared in WWE since WrestleMania. What does that tell you? The women's division is in shambles. So I'm going with Bailey. And I don't know where Ember Moon's gonna go from here, but like, I love the idea of her snapping after she loses. And you could turn her heel or something. I don't know. Sometimes you need a reset. But I think Bailey's going to retain and she's possibly going to feud with uh, Charlotte Flair. We have a submission match involving Becky Lynch and Natalia. Becky Lynch will be defending the Raw Women's Championship in, in a submission match. Now, Natalia won in a terrible four-way... Hey, elimination match when the crowd was chanting, this is awful. You had Naomi, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Natalia. Natalia won because SummerSlam is in Toronto. It's in Canada. So, but here's the thing. I actually, I'm actually enjoying this feud. Now, they now they did throw Ronda Rousey's name into it so we could see Ronda Rousey 
get involved, make a surprise appearance, and help Natalia win the uh, Raw Women's Championship. And we were supposed to get that feud involving Ronda and Natalia, but it might happen. It may not happen. We don't know if she's coming back. We don't know if Ronda's going to come back, but there is rumors that she might be coming back. I'm not... I'm no journalist, but there are rumors going around saying that she's going to be coming back soon. But this submission match, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch to retain here. Either that or Natalia might actually win. But I think Becky's going to retain in, in a submission match. And I, like I said, with Shayna Baszler, I could see Shayna choking out Becky Lynch. And she's, she's a fan of Paul Heyman. And I'm shocked nobody's mentioning this, but... She's a fan of Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman's an executive director of Raw, so you might see Shayna on Monday Night Raw taking out Becky. You might see her come at SummerSlam, take out Becky Lynch, choke her out, and boom, there's your feud right there. And she does it for Ronda Rousey. And I would not have a problem with it. Because you need someone legit to take on Becky Lynch. But this should be a fun match. But like I said, I think Becky's going to retain. Finally, our main event, we have Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. I don't know what happened to Seth Rollins. What made Seth Rollins so cool back then? And now he's just a shell. He's just a shell of his former self. From the Intercontinental titles to the WWE titles, being paired with the authority, him coming back from a... ACL tear and beating Roman Reigns to drop it to Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, and him being the Beast Slayer at WrestleMania 35. And now he's just lost so much momentum to the point where I just don't care. Now, Brock Lesnar has beaten the living shit out of Seth Rollins throughout this build. He had a nice beat down two weeks ago. That was one of my favorite parts of the show. And this week, the crowd just did not give a shit about this, about Seth Rollins taking a beating. Like, they didn't give a shit about Seth Rollins. Now, if Seth Rollins wins the uh, Universal Championship, which I hope to God he doesn't, because he has lost so much stock for me to the point where I just don't care about him. I want to see, I think Brock is going to retain. I honestly think he's going to retain. But if they take if they just had Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar after all the beatings that he gave him, that that does not make Seth look cool. It really doesn't. Now, if Seth wins, Drew McIntyre could take the title from him. I wouldn't have a problem with it or have AJ Styles take the title from Seth Rollins. But he, he I just don't see him beating Brock Lesnar after the beating that he gave that Brock gave to uh, Seth. I don't see it. I'm going with I'm going with Brock Lesnar here, and I don't know where they're gonna fo- how they're gonna follow suit, because I don't want to like Seth should be far away from the Universal Title picture, and he should be built back up to the point where I should care about him. But at this stage, I don't. Probably that's what happens when you get into Twitter beef with Mr. Will Osprey, Mr. Rollins. But. I'd say Brock is going to retain, and that's my prediction for SummerSlam this Sunday. Hope you guys enjoy my predictions. Follow me on Twitter at ShinoDPhoenix. Like the Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram, and I will see you guys, hopefully, for episode 25 
of No One's Ready for Wrestling. Till then, take care, and I'll see you guys later. Peace out.